I'm Jamie. And I'm Beth. Welcome to Thief Steals the Podcast. Where I steal the podcast. And I steal it back. Today we are discussing the third episode of the first season called The Wedding Job. Beth, what did you think? Okay, so the first thing was mm. we had the intro to the episode, yeah. which I actually love. I yeah. thought it was shot beautifully. Mm-hmm. I liked the the bits of the, um, the tablecloth. It really the, gives you the vibe. Yeah, it was really nice. I was like, oh, this is very like aesthetically pleasing mm. way to intro yeah. the episode. I was like, it's it's unique. It's mm. I feel like I'm kind of watching the start of some kind of like rom- rom-com where there's yeah. like a, a fancy high-end chef who's yeah. like really highly strung and, you know, they Looking meet. Looking for love. Yeah, and, and yeah. like they get a new bartender and she's kooky and, you yeah. know, they hit it up. Like that's yeah. the vibe. I was like, oh, what is this? Uh, feels like a midweek Wednesday, 2 p.m. straight to, to TV movie. Yeah. But – I liked it. I liked it. Mm. And then I Googled the name of the restaurant because yeah. I was like, oh, it's an Italian. I yeah. wonder what it means. So if you don't remember, the name of the restaurant is Brava Cucina. And if yeah. I just mispronounced that, I'm so sorry. What I, I found. I couldn't tell you. I speak three languages and none of them are fr- Italian. <laughs> what I found is it's a real restaurant. Ooh. It exists. It's in Orange, the place, in apparently California, in the US. And it is open Right now, it closes at 9 p.m. Okay, let's just hop on a flight. <laughs> Fly to the restaurant. They've got a 4.6 star rating on Google Ooh. out of 58 reviews, and the it's like a $2 sign. Ooh, it's only like, mid-price range. Yeah, so if we ever go to the U.S., we have to go to Bravo. We just need to make a list of all the places that we've mentioned <laughs> in this podcast. But anyway, so I, I was like, oh, okay, that's not what I was looking yep. for, so I Googled yep. translation to English, yep. and it literally just means good cooking. <laughs> It just means good cooking. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, inspired. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing, while we're still, well, I'm still going on about mm-hmm. this opening, I thought the guy's name was Freddy. Like, all of my notes yeah. for, like, the first half of the episode is, like, Freddy gone die. Oop, nope, Freddy got framed. And then it got to a point where I was like, wait, is his name not Freddy? <laughs> Then I was like, wait, is his name Freddy or is it Ray? And, like, half my notes are just me being confused about what this man's name is. Because I swear, I swear the first scene they call him Freddy. I I don't know if I'm just insane, but I could have sworn they called him Freddy. So half of my na- notes are is Freddy, but I mean Ray. So if so, I say Freddy, I mean Ray. Yeah, I don't think they ever call him Freddy. I mean, they might have. To be fair, I realised... <laughs> Upon re-watching this and actually, like, critically watching it and watching it for, like, the podcast, mm. I realised that characters that I thought got named in this episode don't get named in this episode. Yeah, Teresa's daughter is just her daughter. Yeah. She just, she's like, I've lost, like, she's like, where did and my the, daughter go? I'm like, does your daughter have a fucking name? <laughs> the two FBI agents that we meet in this episode yeah. become recurring characters that we see, like, once or twice a season. Oh, I love that. And I'm, I can't even say their names because it's not in this episode <laughs> at all. They never introduce these two. That's so funny. I FBI didn't even... agents ever. That's hilarious. The, the name is not uttered at all. And like, mind you, these two guys were both on. You know how we did the pre thoughts, and I had the list of fan favorite characters. Oh, they're in there. They're in there. Both oh, of them. Oh, that's crazy. Yes. So I can't even, like... That's so funny. Can you imagine if we were doing the pre-thoughts and you were, like, unnamed FBI men? <laughs> yeah. But, like, because they do get named later on. Yeah, obviously. They, yeah. They are some of the uh, characters that I had to actually Google the name because they sort of just get referred to, like, Agent last yeah. name. Yeah, Um But, yeah, no. So I, I watched this episode. I'm like, holy... They don't get a name. They That's don't get so named. Funny. I didn't even notice. Like watching, and I mean, I yeah. was obviously neither watching did I. Like, I watched the first time. I'm like, wait, did they actually say like the name? Wow, doing well for names this episode. I thought Ray was named Freddy. The daughter doesn't have a name. No. And the two FBI guys apparently have names, but we're not allowed to know them. Yeah, Fun. like it, they're not really spoilers <laughs> or anything, but also like yeah, no, no, no. I get it. I get it. Um, I'm trying to avoid spoiler adjacent things. Yes, no, um, I absolutely understand. Though, can we talk about the daughter for a second? Yes, who learns how to pick a lock? So fucking cute. I know. I love that. So this is one of the first instances of Parker teaches children crime. <laughs> because I love that. And to quote Parker, crime is fun. Sure. But no, you literally leave Parker alone with the child for two seconds and this exact scenario happens. She's, like, teaching him how to pick locks. Like, yeah. she just, oh, I love that so much. Yeah. 
We were talking about this before we started recording. So much happens in this episode. I feel like we kind of have to break it up Mm -hmm. almost by character. Yep. Leverage is really great for sort of being able to be like, okay, but this character, let's analyze everything they did in this episode because it says so much. Because do you have somewhere you want to start? Because I think I have individual notes specifically pertaining to every character from this episode. And I also have general stuff. So, like, however you want to approach this, I am prepared I just feel like we're going to be jumping all over the place more than usual. <laughs> I, I think it's probably best to go character by character. Okay, cool. I It's probably best to start on, like, the, the less serious characters first, I think. So, like, start with, like, Parker and Hardison. Yeah, okay. At the top. I, then talk about them. Elliot, because there's so much I want to talk about Elliot in this episode. Yes. And then go to, like, Sophina, because, like, I think that that's order, a whole other mess. That order is perfect, because I yeah. was going to say the same, because I have – it's, like, the least to most notes I yeah. have regarding those characters. All right. Should we start – do you want to start with Parker or Hardison are probably the two logical ones to start with? Let's maybe go with both of them, I guess, because they have a little bit of a flirty flirt in yep. this episode. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Yep. I'm here for do you it. Ship it? I, look, it's episode three, mm-hmm. and this is kind of the first, I feel like, intentional like mm-hmm. positioning of them as a – as a as a coupley thing, so I'm not quite sure yet. I do love them individually as characters. I think they're really interesting. Mm. I think it would be fascinating to see how this develops. I certainly like them more than Sophie and Nate. Yeah, yeah. So Parker in this episode, yeah. interesting. I I mostly really enjoyed yeah. her character this episode, yeah. except for the moment where she was really fucking rude yeah. to the maid of honor. So this is like a recurring character trait of Parker doesn't know how to talk to people. And it is like explained later on. Yeah. And it is like a substantial plot point that you will learn about. Like a character arc for her. Yeah. And like that is actually one of her sort of really long form character arcs over all five seasons and the reboot is her learning to interact with people because – I can't say too much, Spoilers, but yeah. she has never been in a position to learn people skills. And there is an episode that I'm so excited for you to watch, okay. which is basically just like Parker's forced to learn people skills <laughs> by having to interact with people. Okay. So, and it's, I think that's one of my favorite, favorite, yeah. like this is sort of like this episode is my favorite for like a number of reasons, yeah. but it's like my favorite trashy episode. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. It's my favourite because, like, it establishes a whole bunch of stuff about our characters. It's yeah. really good. But it's, like, there's a whole bunch of messiness that I just don't enjoy that much from Sophie and Nate specifically in this episode. Yeah. Which I'm just like... Ooh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. That's a bit later on. But, yeah, no. So she has no filter. And that is something that is consistent and it is something that yeah. is explored later on the reasons why she doesn't have that. I'm really glad because I was mm. watching that and I was like, Parker, I was like, man, this woman is already being forced mm. to wear what is potentially the Hideous. most disgusting dress I've seen in my entire 23 years. And I've seen some gross dresses. But it's like you pink know? and ruched and it's got the blue flowers on it's the shoulders. And- atrocious. It is the ugliest fucking apologies to whoever if anyone designed that dress thinking that it was pretty if your intent wasn't to make it the ugliest fucking dress then i am so sorry but it genuinely is the ugliest fucking thing i've ever seen if someone if i was a bridesmaid and someone came to me like the the bride came Mm. to me and said bethany this is your dress i'm so excited i'm even out of the wedding i would be like i'm sorry i am now convinced you hate me I will not be attending the wedding. What the fuck? Like, you're not my friend if yeah. you want me to put that on my body and then be seen in public. Like, that's the shit you try on to take funny Snapchats and yeah. send to your friend. Like, ooh, look at me. And also it's a bridesmaid photo, so I don't know about you, but every wedding I've ever been to, the way it works is all of the guests arrive. Yeah. You sit down in the ceremony area. The bridesmaid all walk down the aisle. The uh-huh. bride walks down. There's a ceremony. And then, like, all of the guests sort of just mill about while, yeah. like, the bridal party, the family, the bride and groom take all the nice, lovely wedding day yeah, photos. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the photographer kind of cycles for, like, through an the hour, groups. an hour and a half. They cycle yeah. through the groups. So, if that is a bridesmaid dress, you were in all of the – well, not all of them, but, like, a good so chunk of the official wedding photos. photos oh. Wearing that. And, like, it's not even a – 
you can't even say, oh, it's like because of the time period. No. Like obviously like fashion, like yeah. like fashion it changes. It but... comes and goes and whatever. Mm. But it's like that is intentionally hideous. Like Although, surely that's the, I, I yeah, think it revenge was revenge dress. <laughs> I think it was intentionally hideous. Yes, I, no, think I think the, so co- too. the idea of the costume designer is like, oh let's take a whole bunch of these like trippy wedding things and like Yeah, like the ugly bridesmaid. The ugly bridesmaid dress is a trippy thing. And it also does make complete sense when you consider that Heather is the one who picked it. Yeah. Because, like, Heather's picked everything else to do with this wedding, and she's a fucking bitch. Heather wears white to her own fucking daughter's, daughter's wedding. wedding. And it's this a dress. Oh, it my is- God. The like, costume designers had so much goddamn fun this week. I can forgive her betraying her Italian mob husband for his Russian enemies. Yeah. I cannot forgive this bitch ruining... Maria and Adam's big day, making it all about fucking everyone else, and then turn up wearing white lace. Of all fucking things, I would have tipped a glass of red wine right down the front of her dress, and I would not have apologised. Maybe that says more about me. Yeah, no. (laughs) This week, though, I did realise, like, something I haven't really noticed before, because I haven't paid attention to it, but we're talking about it in Supernatural, and that is censorship. And how it plays part. And you yeah. cannot tell me that Heather is the sort of character who would say friggin' instead of fucking. Yeah. Oh, no. That woman is swearing up and down. Yeah. Absolutely. I was like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Censorship. Anyway. Anyway, let's quickly get back, back to, to Hardison and Parker. Parker. I do love Hardison's outfit when he's yeah. masquerading as the DJ. Yeah. The scarf, mm-hmm. I love it. I don't know what yeah. it is, but that whole look for him, it was a vibe. I was like, you just you just suit that style of like the like yeah. kind of like the hipster kind of yeah. vibe, I guess, of like the, the artsy scarf and the like big shoes yeah. and the jeans. I was like, damn, you look good, dude. I don't know if you look black tie wedding appropriate, no. but you look good. To be fair, the Hardison always looks good. He like, does. The, I, the costume designers did a fantastic job on some of his costumes, and like I'm really excited for you to see some of his future costumes. I'm excited because I feel like he's he always, like I said, like the what they had him wearing when he was like the DJ slash MC in this. Yeah, wasn't wedding appropriate, but the way that he moved in it and yeah. like it, it made sense like it didn't feel out of place even mm. though it should have yeah and so i don't really know how the fuck that happened mm. but i was enjoying it. i was like he looks really good he looks yeah. confident he looks like he knows he, he's in his element also like, helps that Aldous hodge just fucking hits it oh, out yeah. of the park he's fantastic actually yeah yeah this is why i was so devastated that on supernatural he's literally there for two episodes yeah he is a phenomenal actor yeah it's I'm, like two it's like yeah, what a waste. What a waste. Yeah. Um, I mean, Supernatural does that to a lot. I mean, Sterling K. Brown, you know, is mm. another example of a fantastic actor, and there are yeah. many, many more. Yeah, no, I, I think he looked great. I loved the scarf. It uh, It's hilarious looking at him and Parker next to each other because yeah. she looks like – she looks – she's stunning. She's a stunning actress. But the dress is atrocious. It's and he's just standing there looking like the most put-together fucking thing, still completely yeah. inappropriate for the mm. context – but looking great, it was. It's yeah. very funny. It does sort of make sense when you remember that he is meant to be like the DJ. So like wearing something funky and cool, like it does make sense. It's kind of weird, but it does make sense. Like yeah, I also love that she made her excuse to be in that room that she was drunk and waiting to hook up yeah. with Hardison. I think that's hilarious. I also think that that move on her her part. Genius. Yeah. Inspired. Because I was just like, how is she getting out of this? How is how is this man not getting murdered right yeah. now? And she can't let that happen, obviously. But I'm like, how does she come out of this? And then she, yeah, she had this weird plan where she... Now, she played drunk mm. so convincingly. I yeah. have never been drunk in my life, yeah. but I have seen other people be drunk. And she looks like you when you're drunk. <laughs> had a really fun 21st <laughs> and that like that energy mm. yeah <laughs> that's drunk jamie yeah like it's so clever on her behalf because she like not only does she act drunk 
she's clearly a witness, so they're like, holy fuck, what does she know? Uh-huh. But she also immediately announces, hey, they're in here. They're yeah. in here. So, like, they can't just, if she dies now, that's very fucking suspicious. Like, yeah, exactly. they can't just make that go away. And they, he now can't kill him because, yeah. obviously, she's just called the attention of everyone in the house. Yeah. One of the things, and I know, yeah. look, I know we said we were going to do this, or rather I said yeah. it, and then we should do this by character, but I'm just so confused. Elliot, at one point, and we get the idea, yeah. this whole wedding is supposed to be, like, this huge, lavish affair, yeah. 200 people is yeah. what he says that he's catering yeah. for, which, so many questions about that, because to, to cater for 200 people, he's made, like, 12 mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> and they're mushrooms that the mother of the bride said weren't even good. So... Um, even with the lemon juice. Important to clarify, though. She didn't say they weren't good. She said she wanted high-end food. Yeah. High-end. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it's that they're bad because, like, this is something that is explored later on in that Elliot's actually a really fucking good cook. Oh, yeah, I got that from yeah. this episode. Uh, yeah. The knife skills that this man yeah. has, which, obviously, yeah. he has knife skills. They're just not the knife skills I expected him to have. No, and the fun thing is um, Christian Kane, who plays Elliot. Yeah. Is actually a really good fucking cook in real life as well. That's so really like funny. they wrote this without even really like thinking too much. Thinking about too much it. of it, and then he got on set and he was just like, "Oh yeah, I can just like." Yeah, actually, I yeah. was thinking when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, he's like actually like that's not yeah. super easy. Like, there's no way he walked onto set and learned how to do that no. for this shot. No, he knows how to do yeah. that. That's crazy. Anyway." Um, the reason will, when we get to Elliot, I will share a whole bunch more yeah. insane facts about Christian Kane. I'm so excited to learn about Christian Kane yeah. because he also shows up in Supernatural. I'm very excited for us to get to that episode of Supernatural because I also know some insane behind the scene facts from just me following Christian Kane. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, because he actually like not only is he a fantastic chef, yeah, which is really obvious in this episode, and it is expanded upon even more later on. He sings too. He also sings, mm-hmm. which they have a whole episode that's dedicated to him singing. He also does all his own stunts. So every mm-hmm. fight scene you see Elliot Spencer doing, that is Christian Kane. That's he does crazy. All of his own fight scenes. He also was stunt coordinator for, I think, all five seasons of Leverage. Anyway, so the reason I brought this up yeah. is because he talks about how there's 200 people yeah. that he's catering for. Uh, we get the idea it's this whole fucking Leverage affair. There are not 200 fucking people in that tent. Yeah. There are not 200 people at the ceremony or the reception or fucking anywhere. The whole house is empty. Every fucking time we see the inside of the house, there is no one in there except for these fucking people. There's like... Maybe three other people we see in the house at any given yeah. moment. Like, there's one scene where fucking Nate is just walking through the main fucking entryway. It's all marble and it's a staircase. And he's just literally yelling for Sophie to do something. I can't remember what. But I'm like, bro, like, first of all, whisper. But second yeah. of all, why? The whole house is empty. I'm like, what? Where are these 200 people that you've told me you have? Anyway, it's very, it's a very petty, picky thing. But yeah. I was just like... It, Honestly, they probably just didn't have the budget to hire 200 extras. Yeah, probably. But I was like, why did you give them, why did you give him a number? Yeah. <laughs> you could have just said, do you know how many people I'm feeding? Like, same, yeah. same effect, you know. Um, but, sorry, I know, I know I said we were going to do this in order of character. Yeah, you did. Look, I'm sorry. Let's my just, brain... like, insert that clip here <laughs> for, like, reference. My brain is too chaotic for that. I don't know why I ever bothered. But he literally, Elliot, that is. Yeah. Is he the only person that they're yeah. expecting to cater two hundred people? He's the only person as ever someone who has catered for two hundred people before. Like fuck that shit. There's one. Like of I'm him. out. <laughs> one of him. And I was like, he's just one man with a knife. Mm-hmm. And granted, this man can do a lot with a knife. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no one. You know, you hold it this way, cut through. <laughs> hold it that way, like eight toes. Yeah, exactly. But I was like, no wonder he's only made 12 mushrooms because not only is he apparently the only person in charge of catering for 200 people, he's also not even there to do (laughs) Like, I love the whole episode. He's just there and everyone keeps being like, have you done this yet? And he's like, no, I'm busy cutting onions. (laughs) To be fair, though, maybe they haven't all arrived yet. I mean, maybe, but we're looking at the ceremony. Like, I want to say there's like a maximum, and I'm saying a generous maximum of like 60 people in that tent. Like, doesn't seem that outlandish. Like, we're not talking about, like, a royal wedding here where they've got, like, fucking 600 people in the yeah. one church. Like, you know, it just seems a bit... 
considering how much they hyped it up, mm. it seems very yeah. lackluster. But, like, yeah. obviously, like, the budgeting and, like, yeah. you know. More people cost more The logistic more money. problems of actually mm. having 200 people. So I understand, like, just having it in the text and not mm. actually showing it. But it does sort of feel a bit empty. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. Yeah. I think... I think I wouldn't have noticed it if they had just had more extras actually in the house. Yeah. Because it just feels like the house itself is really empty. And because it's such a huge space. See, I just put that down to like, because I literally described it as like a big mansion. So I literally yeah. just put it down as like, oh, it's like an outdoor wedding. So no one's going in the house. They're True. just like all outside and like in the gardens and shit. Like, yeah, I guess. I guess for me, it's, I think it honestly, is just that we see the kitchen so much and mm. the kitchen is empty. Mm. Because, like, that should be, if any room in the house is busy, it should be the bathroom and the kitchen, mm. you know? And so it's weird seeing that, like, just, just Elliot is in there. Like, sometimes there's, like, one other person in, like, waitstaff outfit kind of thing. And that's, like, it. The only scene we have more people than that is when he's fighting for his fucking life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, uh... Gives birth to what are some of my favourite flashback scenes in all of language <laughs> because they are terrible, but I love them so much. It's so funny. My note was like, um, I'm sorry, Elliot is burning in the pits of hell. <laughs> it literally looks like that scene from like the third like prequel Star Wars film where like Anakin and Obi-Wan are like <laughs> with the lava. It's literally exactly that. It's so so fucking funny. And just the juxtaposition of like this fiery burning and he's like beating up this one dude and this dude's going, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And then it's like, and he's like, do you think he'll remember you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Oh, and like the bit also like in the memory where he like hits him with like the flaming yeah. fucking wood and he's like, it burns. And then he hits him with the lemon juice and he's like, it burns. I'm like, oh my goodness, the symmetry. <laughs> it was so funny. And like, not in a, like, intentional way. Yeah. Like, they didn't mean for it to be funny. It's just bad, which makes it funny. Mm. Oh, I, do we get context for what the fuck is happening? No. Oh, that's so annoying. I kind of... Oh, that's really annoying. I wish we did, because can yeah. you imagine finding... Like, I want to know how they ended up in whatever flaming yeah. building that was. Um, does it make more sense, Elliot's flashback scene in the pilot now, though? Like, just him walking yeah. in and, like, like, a whole bunch of shit and then he just walks out with the it, Facebook card. It does. I still stand by my comments on yeah. it when we originally talked about it because I... No. But that is the way they liked... Like, it's really funny because you... Everyone's flashback scenes have, like, substantially different vibes. Yeah. Elliot's always have this batshit insane. You have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And, like... To be fair, though, fucking Parker's, whether she yeah. just straight up blew up her parents, mm-hmm. I would argue that that's a similar situation yeah. where you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Parker's <laughs> flashback scenes are uh, like, what the fuck, but in a different way. There's one specifically that I'm thinking about that, like, we'll get there. We'll get there. I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. I look forward to it. No, I. to sum up, I guess we kind of went from Parker straight to Elliot mm-hmm. and skipped Hardison and we'll come back. But Elliot, the chef, Mm-hmm. is my fucking favourite. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I would read a fan fiction about Elliot the chef and I would... You're going to be so excited moving so forward down. because there's so much more Chef Elliot content coming up. That is thrilling. It is not like, you know how some shows like have like a throwaway episode where it's like, oh yeah, they're really good at this one thing surprisingly and now we're never going to mention it again. Yeah. No. It comes excellent. back up. Yeah. Um, I also love his glasses. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. It's excellent. I just think it's a really fun. Also, the touch. moment where he walks into the FBI and, like, Hardison's sitting there going, and just, just the plug it in. And it's the wall of cassette tapes. I think that is one of my favourite, like, yeah. reveals of the entire series because it's just so funny. Yeah. Hardison's like, it's okay. Like, the server's going to be pretty loud. They'll give you cover. And and Elliot's like, it's They're fucking tapes. tapes. And Hardison's like, hmm, what? I love him tapping. And being like, your fucking thing is not going to work. I love it. Oh, and speaking of which, Hardison, right, you know where I'm going with yep. this, triggers the, the fire alarm, just like Sam Supernatural. <laughs> the real reason they were the final two in the D Hunger Games. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, that's actually something that I did write down because I wanted to mention because it seemed unfair that I'd call out Supernatural for it and not mention the same thing happens in Leverage. Yeah. It's still like a waste of resources. 
Yeah, but it's fucking funny. It's still funny, though. Um, and it's still, like, credit where credit's due, it is, like, an effective way to get themselves out yeah. of the situation. And, like, I said the same thing about Supernatural. Like, I just thought it was so funny that it was the same. And it's extra funny that it's Hardison that does it, because yeah. obviously... I also love in this moment where Elliot asks, how am I supposed to get myself out of this situation? And Hardison's like, just punch somebody. And Elliot goes, oh, I'm going to punch somebody. And I was like, iconic. This is where the sibling energy really starts to come in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Hardison and, um, and Elliot, Elliot specifically. I see that. Like, yeah. Also, speaking on the tapes, mm-hmm. are you fucking telling me, like listening to the bit of the tapes that we got to listen to in the episode, you're telling me Hardison didn't? enjoy listening to 72 hours of that drama bitch i would have been there with popcorn and like a drink i would have settled in that sounds hilarious like you cannot i mean obviously it's scripted yeah but like real life family drama you can't script the bullshit that comes out of people's mouths i would have been living for those 72 hours worth of content Oh, my God. And while we're still on the tapes, the FBI and Parker and Hardison. Yeah. Let's talk about the two FBI guys. Okay, yes. Our yet-to-be-named FBI Yet-to-be-named <laughs> FBI guys who do, in fact, get named and do become recurring characters later on. Yeah. What is your opinion on them? I thought they were fun. I felt like that particular sort of scene, it was probably... It's not bad. I yeah. did think of the episode, mm-hmm. like, as a whole... It was probably the least entertaining section just because it was sort of like, I felt like it was a bit long because, Mm. okay, we get it. Like Parker's flirting with the Mm. one guy to distract him. Hardison's like doing his fake tech, but actual different, like he's, Mm. he's doing something, but it's not what he's telling him Mm. they're doing. And I was like, yeah, we kind of get that. I felt like we didn't need to labor on it quite Mm. as long as we did, but knowing that they're going to be recurring, I understand Mm. why there was that little bit more like extended because Watching it just as an episode, I'm kind of like, wow, we're spending a lot of time on these sort of incon- like incompetent uh, FBI guys. Yeah, yeah, who are insignificant, really, yeah. generally, to the plot. Like, they only really existed for the purpose of them getting the initial, like, intel. intel and then being able to and then set at up, the well, very not set up, end, but... Yeah, and then at the very mm-hmm. end, them catching... It probably doesn't help that they didn't name them either. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, these are like, they're they're not even bothering giving them a name. Why are we still like talking to them? Yeah. It just kind of felt like, it felt like they were there for comic relief in an episode that didn't need comic relief. Because there's already so much comic relief just in the, like, just in the context of like. The main cast. Mm. And then it was sort of like, because they weren't really comic relief, but they didn't Mm. really provide that much actual Mm. information. It kind of just felt like moments of nothing, which I get like a lot happened in this episode. So it's kind of nice to have that little breather, Mm. but it's also like, Mm. but nothing. We didn't learn anything. Like it just kind of felt a bit. Mm. eh. So look, I'm excited if they're recurring and you're excited about Mm. them, then I'm keen to see where it goes. Mm -hmm. But just as like a first impression, I'm kind of like, don't care. Yeah. Like I barely remember those scenes. Mm. The most I remember is at the very end when he's like, she smells like jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then there's a the whole bit about, like, she's like, do you have any snacks? He's like, I got a half a meat stick. Yeah. <laughs> With the look on her face, I was like, yeah, same, babe. <laughs> I react. Like, I, I relate way too hard to the FBI agent who's, like, kind of half flirting with, like, Parker. Because yeah. it's like, I too feel like that constantly. Like, <laughs> And, like, when Hardison's like, we got your memo, we're moving it up the chain. And so he's like, how did they, like, how did he know that? And Nate's like, FBI, like, they, they just need validation. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> me fucking too. <laughs> oh, I did have one other thing. Hardison, genuinely, if this whole, like, crime thing doesn't work out, should consider a career as a wedding MC mm. Because he was good. I was like, considering you're actively ruining this person's mm. wedding, you're doing it in a way where I'm not mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, you're quite... Like, he embodied this, like, role very well. I was like, I'd have you at my wedding. You seem very fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also while we're talking a little bit about Elliot and Hardison, before we fully move on, uh-huh. we do get a little bit more Elliot backstory in this one as well, on top of cooking Elliot. The conversation that Hardison and Elliot have, and Hardison's like, I take it you've never been married before. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like, 
what was her name? Like, like obviously he come close, we and he's like, I liberated Croatia, and he's like, I would have just gotten fat and started up a yeah. coffee shop. Like, but also Hardison, yeah, looking at you, Mister, I'm wearing a rainbow on my shirt in this scene. Don't assume it mm. was a lady. That's yeah. my only look. That's my only comment mm. <laughs> about that. But come on, man, you can't be wearing the <laughs> you can't be wearing the rainbow and then being like heteronormativity. Not compatible. So, a little bit of tad backstory sprinkled in there. The scene where I already mentioned Hardison, like, not enjoying listening to the tapes that they took from the FBI. But he did listen to the tapes, and he's Mm -hmm. there, and he's doing his little spiel, and he's Mm -hmm. saying, oh, I learned about... What what show is it that they... No, it's a band. It's Jersey Oh, that's what it is. You know, and and he's talking about that. Oh, yeah, I learned a lot about this. Nate is being the biggest fucking prick. I don't like him. Like, mm-hmm. I said it in the first episode that I didn't really get him. In the second episode, I was like, eh, he's fine. I dislike him. Yeah. He is the John Winchester of leverage. Yeah. And yeah. Sophie can do fucking better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, babe, mm-hmm. no. You are a 10. He is a negative 3. Like, literally, you can do so much better mm-hmm. than this Keanu Reeves wannabe fucking twat. I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I he is, like... Hardison is literally doing his best and Nate is doing nothing except drinking coffee and being an ass. So I don't know where he gets this weird fucking ego trip from, yeah. but I'm ready for it to stop mm-hmm. immediately. Hardison being underappreciated is like a running theme. <laughs> the amount of work that boy does for this team. Yeah. And he gets recognized for like almost none of it. Like it's insane. And there there are episodes specifically, there's one that I'm thinking of in the first season that I think you're going to kind of appreciate because like one of the characters who's normally sort of like out doing things in the field yeah, can't for one reason or the other yeah. and is sort of stuck in the van with Hardison. Mm-hmm. It's not actually a van but, you, but yeah. they're stuck sort of in the command centre you know, doing information on the fly and all that yeah. sort of stuff and it's sort of like He's like, oh, yeah, I do this and 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 this. And they're like, yeah, they you do, do what now? Yeah. <laughs> like, so they don't realise just how much he does for them. Going behind the scenes, mm-hmm. yeah. But, no, I was just, I was so mad at Nate this whole episode. Like, at the very start of the episode, they, they did the funniest fucking thing. And I know we've mentioned Supernatural a couple of times already this episode, but, like, this is a Supernatural thing mm-hmm. and they did it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. But the continue. insane dramatic zoom. Yeah. It's the funniest. I was like, which show am I watching? I was like, this yeah. is leverage, right? It was <laughs> the most aggressive zoom on Nate's face. And then I was like, oh, we're about to like have like a, a, a mm. deep insight to Nate's character. Because like, nah. why the fuck else would they be like zooming this tight on his face so dramatically? For And then he just walks out and he's the biggest fucking dick. Like... This poor woman whose husband's been wrongly imprisoned for, like, years. She's got a young daughter who barely knows her dad. She's lost everything. Mm -hmm. She's there asking for help because she's got nothing else to do. And he is, like, just so rude and so dismissive. And I was like, Mm -hmm. seriously, buddy, have some fucking empathy. Mm -hmm. Like, and Sophie's already there, like, consoling her. Everyone's being nice Mm -hmm. to her. Like, do you want anything to drink? What can I do for you? Parker's watching the daughter for her. Exactly. (laughs) You know, and then he walks in. And, like, they start to explain. He goes, eh, Hardison caught me up. Whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, he, first of all, Hardison told you, like, two sentences. Yeah. And second of all, literally remove the stick from your ass. While we're very briefly touched on Parker teaching the child crime, <laughs> it's actually something that Parker herself does as well. When she's picking the lock into the screening room, uh-huh. she times herself. <sighs> and she, she's like, oh, a bit too slow. Like, like she... Yeah, she's like, like as much as she's like sitting she there, like timing how long it takes the daughter to pick the lock. Yeah, she also times herself, which is I think it's a really cute little detail. I think it's very cute as well. Yeah. I'm still mad about Nate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like you keep trying to derail yeah. me, and I'm just like I'm angry. Oh, that's because I I just don't like Nate. Like, like I think he does get better as a character later on down the track, but also. He doesn't get that much better as a character later on down I the track. I just don't understand. Everyone else is such a, like, enjoyable character. Mm-hmm. And he just fucks me off so much. Like, literally, he's going on about how, like, I want 15-minute at things. And I'm like, bro, if you don't want to miss anything, maybe you should actually fucking do something. Like, you're just telling everyone else what to do and doing fuck all yourself. You're just standing around drinking whiskey with the fucking mob man. And, mm-hmm. like, oh, it just... He literally is the John Winchester of leverage. Mm-hmm. And I will never... 
like him, I don't think. Like, yeah. And Sophie, oh, I just want her to fight him so bad. Yeah. I want her to fight him because he sucks. And then I had to stop the episode and yep. look away. For I took like a 30 second break mm. and collected myself because the secondhand embarrassment of him officiating the wedding. And he's just like going off and he's being so unprofessional and like. I cannot stand yeah. it. I hated it mm-hmm. so much. Like, generally, I enjoyed this episode. Mm. That scene, like when we come to the rating at the end of this, yeah. I'm docking like two points just for that fucking scene. Yeah. And like off the bat. Like, if like the okay, he manages to save nothing. some of it, but it's also like. He is meant to be the one in control. He's meant to be the one in charge. He's meant to be the one making the plan. He's meant mm-hmm. to be the one making sure everyone gets in, gets out safely. Mm-hmm. He is actively putting the like the job at risk. Like he is absolutely like what is he fucking doing? And not only that, not only that, but I think he's forgetting that this is actually someone's wedding. Like this is actually Adam and Maria's wedding, mm-hmm. and Maria is already miserable because this is not what she wanted. Adam already knows that the family doesn't like him because they're trying to pay him off to get him out. They don't even want a big fancy wedding, honestly. Adam and Maria, the real victims in mm-hmm. this whole thing. Like Teresa, obviously. Yeah. Ray, obviously. obviously. But the but secondary also- victims, mm-hmm. Adam and Maria. And I am so glad that they put the money in their boot mm-hmm. because, like, fuck, they needed some kind of like compensation, compensation for that. Because, like. Oh, and right before the wedding, and, like, she's so upset, and Sophie goes in there, and I'm thinking in my mind, oh, they're going to have a heart-to-heart where we get to hear about, like, how Sophie's feeling about... And then Sophie also goes goes off off, And I was like, you could have handled that better. Like, I like But also, Sophie's meant to be, like, the one who is good with people, you know? Yeah. Sophie is the grifter. Her entire job in the crew is to be good with people, and that's why, like, as much as I love this episode for, like, Chef Elliot... Sophie and Nate in this episode are such a hot mess. That's why it's not my favourite episode of the season. Yeah. Because they are so... I don't know. Unprofessional. Yeah. And, like, not only are they ruining this poor couple's wedding... Sophie doesn't even remember Maria's name. She's like, I'm staying for that, bride. Yeah, which, like, okay, for a moment of comedy, great, great. But the fact that, like, it goes completely against her characterisation... Like, it would have made sense if it was Parker. Mm-hmm. Total sense if yeah. it was Parker. But it wasn't. It was Sophie. And her whole thing mm-hmm. is that, yeah, she's supposed to be good with people. Like, that's her, like, point yeah. of she contact. She can get that's people to do what she wants them to do by talking to them. She can yeah. talk people into anything. Like, like, I was literally watching this going, God, I hope that the bride and groom literally just run away and elope. Because th- what a shit show. What an absolute shit show. Yeah. If this was my wedding, if I was standing there at the altar looking at the love of my life, waiting to get married, and the officiant who showed up two days before the wedding with no fucking... We didn't even invite him to be here. He's just here. Doesn't even know me. And started going on about how marriage is like pushing a trolley through Home Depot or like whatever the fuck he <laughs> and said. And how it's a, my marriage, it's a contract and... One I'm not about contracts and... Yeah. And, you know, everyone's lowering up. And I was just like, first of all, I was like, Sophie, babe, I get that he's saying this for your benefit. Mm-hmm. Ignore him. He's a piece of trash. You can do so much better than mm-hmm. this asshole. Um, and second of all, what the fuck are you doing? If I was the bride, I would have committed a murder. Yeah. I would have committed a murder. But here's the thing. Both Adam and Maria are better people than we are. Clearly. <laughs> like, they are both better pe- Like, they they are such sweeties. Like, I love them so much. Do they like, come back? No. Okay, because I wasn't sure. Like, the way you were talking about them, I was like, maybe they become, like, we see them down the no. track somewhere. I, would, I think that would have been really fun if we saw them down the track and they'd sort of, like, walking down the street and just, like, recognise them, like... Yeah, the yeah. Fuck? Like, um, also, is Nate actually qualified to officiate a wedding? Are they legally married? Spoilers. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, I don't even know if these people are married. Like, uh, Yeah, I don't think... Look, technically, I don't think he's actually legally... Like, ordained? Ordained to be able to officiate a wedding. But then again, you can become an ordained, like, online. Like, it is an online course that you can take in, like, a couple of days to yeah, be able to officiate. Yeah, I know it's not particularly, like, strenuous, no. but... So, yeah, probably. They're probably legally married. I'd imagine that... I mean, though, to be fair, he was planning on basically like, dipping out before the wedding anyway, but... <laughs> So maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But there is actually a backstory there that is spoilers that I can't okay. tell you yet. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I look forward to that. Um, okay, See, cool. now you know how I feel when I stumble upon something that I'm like, <laughs> I don't even, like, I'm just like, 
this is a random question about this one scene, and you're like, oh, that's actually like something that's vaguely spoiler related yeah. later on. I can't tell you about for that for ten more seasons. There is like the scene when they're doing the surveillance or whatever on the house. Okay. And he's like, it's the typical. Where well, they've got the binoculars. Yeah, where they've got yeah. the binoculars. Nate's going on about how you know the typical McMob McMansion, and and there's the van that just says plumber on it. And <laughs> Sophie is so judgmental. She's like, oh. A plumber van. I know. I what is it? Nineteen seventy. It did make oh, me laugh. It did make me laugh. I was like, oh, I love you so much. Yeah. But no. So I love that scene, and I love how Sophie's like judging the fucking shit out of them. I do think it's funny that the FBI couldn't come up with a better cover than just the word plumber. Yeah. As if that is a thing that a actual plumber would have on their van, and not like an actual business name. Why is it like? You know, two letters and some plumbing. Like, that yeah. is already a better cover. Like Right, literally. Or, like, isn't who... Like, you could just have, like, whoever the head of the FBI is. What's his name? Like, Jim or something. You could have Jim's Plumbing. Although that actually is a... That actually is a company, actually. In Australia. Never please. mind. Jim can do everything. Yeah. If you need anything done here in Australia, you just... You call Jim. You just Google Jim's and then whatever service you need. There's Jim's a 99... Plumbing, Jim's Plumbing, Jim's... Free promo for Jim's. Literally, he he's just a man in a green hat. <laughs> he can do anything you need. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of shitty covers. Yeah. Okay. Look, I understand they had to come up with reasons for them to all be in the house. And I actually think that like, the wedding planning entourage was yeah. like a good cover. Yeah. My issue being, when they show up at the front fucking door, first of all, you're telling me that this woman has not already got, like, seven wedding planners on the go for this apparently insanely lavish event for her stepdaughter, whatever. Well, that's actually the thing. That's the whole reason they, like, when they listened to the tapes, they realised that she had hired wedding planners previously. She had hired florists, she'd hired hired caterers, right? And she'd fired all of them because they are, in her words, freaking morons. Oh, because I was like... So that's sort of the implied because that's what she says when they walk to the door that everyone she's hired for the wedding has been incompetent idiot so she's just trying to do it herself but of course that's the whole she's overwhelmed yeah I was like I don't believe that this woman doesn't already have a wedding planner Mm -hmm. like I guess listening back to the tapes but I don't know if they specifically mentioned a wedding planner I thought that they just meant like like the florist was an idiot kind of thing um but then Sophie's like, well, I did bring help. And she turns and shows. Yeah. And I'm sorry, they all look fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they all look like the, <laughs> the most ragtag bullshit. Like, you're telling me you guys couldn't find something to wear as, like, a uniform to this? Parker's got these giant fucking sunglasses on. Hardison is standing there with the saddest metal bucket of flowers. <laughs> Walking around the house with his sad bucket of fl- I'm like, who thinks you're doing anything with those? What are you doing with what this one bucket of flowers? I don't this. It's like, most of them have these jobs. And you're like, oh yes, I can see why that would be a job. Like, I understand Nate is the priest. Fine, you need an officiant. Yes, it's yes. unlikely that he's going to be doing anything else. Great. You've got Sophie as a wedding planner. Yeah. Makes sense that she's just sort of coordinating. Yeah. You've got Elliot as the chef. Sure. Makes sense that he's doing the catering. But then you have Parker and Hardison. Yeah. Parker's entire job is dress alterations, which... What? It's, yeah, which makes no and sense. And for some reason, they've then made Hardison a combination <laughs> DJ and florist. <laughs> Why and, not make oh. Parker the florist yeah. and Hardison the DJ? And then who needs... Why would you need a, a like a dress... Yeah. Like a tailor? Yeah. Why would you need that? It makes... No fucking sense. Because, like, okay, yes, the dresses do get altered. But it would be altered by whoever you bought it. Generally. You get it altered by whoever you bought it from. Yeah. And, like, it's very clear, like, because Parker did not stitch these dresses or buy these dresses in the last two days. The dresses were already there. The dresses already made. The dresses shouldn't have been an issue. No. Like, why did they... I don't I don't know. I don't like, know. The only other thing they could what they could have done for her if they wanted to mm. have someone who was in the room with the like bridal party getting yeah. ready to like have that intel, which makes sense. Yeah. Like, you know, listening to all of the like behind the scenes gossip, whatever. Yeah. A makeup artist. Yep. That would have made so much more sense. Because like part hairdresser of, and makeup artist. Like like hairdresser it, I feel like is not quite the role I would have gone from. And yeah. my reasoning for that is Generally speaking, like, you look at, like, women in television, right? And obviously the actresses have professional makeup artists who have done their makeup. Mm -hmm. But 
in universe you kind of have to assume they've done it themselves because they don't in universe have a makeup artist no. specifically for them yeah. to look. So you're like, okay, well, if she can do her own makeup that nicely, it would make sense that she would be able to use that skill on someone else. Yeah. Hairdresser are a bit different, mm. especially because like in universe Parker's hair is like ponytail or down kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, like there is no reason why we couldn't just assume, oh, she can do makeup. Yeah. Especially considering like in the life of crime, like, you know, she has to have like, personas and like dress up to get into places it would make sense having her be a tailor weird like it given parker's skill set it does make sense that she'd know how to sew yeah because this is something stuff that but like it just doesn't make sense to me at least and it's never made sense to me that her entire job is alterations yeah because then what excuse does she have to be there on the day off yeah all the alterations should be done like yeah absolutely if i was getting my dress altered the day of the wedding i'd be concerned i'd be freaking the fuck out to me it would have made more sense for her to be like the florist like split up the two roles that you've given Hudson just make him the DJ because yeah. like of course he has to do like the, he has access to the whole house he has to set up all of the speakers he has to set yeah. up the, and the DJ makes sense mm. because he sits there with a computer so he can swap between like he can put mm. on any fucking song and then be like alright I'm gonna check surveillance yeah. no one is gonna be you know no one knows no one's like because he's set up like against the wall yeah so like and he can survey the whole dance floor mm. like it's Perfect, and he has to have headphones and stuff on and a microphone in general. So if he's having to, Mm. like, you know, say stuff to the crowd, it makes sense. And, like, Parker doesn't need to wear a bridesmaid's dress either. Like, that was unnecessary. Like, she's like, it's an all-access pass at a wedding. It's like, well... Yeah, but the bride's going to be like, why are you wearing... A bridesmaid dress. Like, typically, like, it's weird. But, yeah, no, so, like, I do acknowledge that this episode has flaws. There are just so many things that I love about this episode that's, like... Yeah, I can't forgive it. I think that's the thing. It's not a good episode. It's a fun episode. Oh, yeah. Like, just, like, the stress radiating off of Elliot in every single goddamn shot where he's like, where do you think I've been? I've been cutting onions. I've been deveining fucking shrimp. Who else is going been... to poach the peaches? <laughs> I've been doing this and fucking that. I love when Nate walks and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, well, at the moment I'm cutting an onion. I'm about to devein some shrimp. And he's like, no, about the money. He's like, I don't have fucking time for the money. <laughs> It's a, oh, actually, it's probably an important character point to make because uh, Elliot does this a lot where, like, when he goes sort of, like, undercover or he's grifting someone, he doesn't just, like, sort of, like, Sophie normally gets by by sort of just, like, play acting at the role. If he's going undercover as a chef, he's a fucking chef. Like, he's, like, method acting. He's, like, <laughs> method. He goes, like, hard every time. Like, he is in this shit. Like, he's not just, like, kind Half-assing. of pretending to like play the sport as like the cover like no 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 he is out here fucking getting like sandwiches named after him because he's playing <laughs> so good like he's I not just putting that. in the bare minimum effort like he is whooping ass and taking names he is fucking doing that shit like and there is that. another couple of times where he goes undercover as like a chef and again like he is like he's actually yeah i really appreciate that because i i hate nothing more than half assing uh, that's not true. There's lots of things I hate more than half-assing, but it, I do dislike it. <laughs> but no, and so, like, Sophie, a lot of the time, it's sort of, like, also, just Sophie typically chooses sort of roles and characters that don't really require her to, like, yeah, physically have some sort of skills. But, like, you can bet your ass if Elliot's going undercover. Like, you're, you're watching this thinking, oh, Elliot's, like, really into this, like, whole role as chef and, like, yeah. the way his face shifts. Like, he's so proud of his, like, little entrees, like, his stuffed I mushrooms. Know, and and he's little, like, like, here's a sample, have a taste. And I think that's also another reason why there's only, like, 12 of them. Because yeah. it's the day before the wedding and he hasn't actually started oh, no. food prep yet. Because, like, even in the, the scene, scene where he fights, just... he, like, shoves it in his eye, there's only, like, 12 on the yeah. plate. So. But um, you can actually put that down to the servers have already taken out half of the entrees. True. So they've already, like, they're already been distributed there just like what's left as the service come back through to like fill their trays maybe like, circulate through so ha it can be explained away in the episode he goes from looking like so proud of like stuffed mushrooms or like pine nuts like a hint of paprika and to finish it off with like a hint of lemon juice yeah and he's so proud and he's like here try this and then she just spits it out and she's like high-end food i know and he's like bitch the way he like he flips the knife and nate's like nah don't yeah like, He's so ready to, like, stab her. I'm, like, saying, like, I also want to stab Heather. She is a bitch. (laughs) Which, like, props to that actress. Like, I hated that character so goddamn much. When she hits Sophie with the fucking travel case, I... Look, 
I don't understand how Sophie was like, I've got her. And then they have an interaction. She swings this giant heavy case at her. And instead of just stepping backwards or like grabbing it, because it's a giant fucking case that cannot be easy to swing up. Like you would be, there can't have been that much like yeah. force behind it. And she just lets it hit her in the fucking face, goes down, watches her leave and then just goes, I lost her. It's like, she's 20 meters away. Just get up <laughs> Follow her. Oh, Sophie, I love you, but come on. Yeah. Anyway, um, now, usually you will yep. bring up things like the music choices, yep. lighting choices and things. This episode, I'm going to bring up some yep. music. Now, when Nate, I think, is on, like, some kind of balcony or, like, some sort of upper-level terrace yep. area, there's, like, a fence, but it's, like, a fancy mm. fence kind of thing, and he's watching the mob arrive yeah. for the wedding and greet Heather and, and whatever. Sergei. Sergei. Yeah, and then a little, you know. Which, Jesus Christ, because they've picked a more stereotypical name. I know, I was thinking that. Um, anywho, so he's sort of observing all this happen. He's mm. like, you know, everyone meet me in the blah, blah, blah. It's very intense. The music is fucking hilarious. Yeah. It is, yeah. it's like evil yeah. church organ yeah. times ten. Uh-huh. It's so long and drawn out. Uh-huh. It's so... Yeah like oppressive as a sound mm-hmm. it just like coat you can't it's not subtle no it's just there you can't <laughs> avoid it it's so weird here's the thing about leverage like i'm a staunch defender of leverage i really love leverage mm-hmm. i think it is genuinely a really fun show to watch mm-hmm. the music department every goddamn week does the same on thing. some kind of hard drug it is <laughs> Look, say what you want about the music department. They are consistent and they go hard. Like, they are not half-assing the sound design in this show. Like, it is not, like, there is always the same, like, the reveal music and, like, this episode, the reveal, I think is really clever of, like, oh, it turns out that Parker herself was bugged and so they caught the entire confession and then they sort of just play act, like, they send the confession on the bug to the FBI through the, uh, the bug in the barbecue which like yeah it's kind of spotty they've got the sprinklers on which yeah what a detail um yeah every episode the music is the same it is probably one of the reasons i noticed music in other tv it's shows so fucking funny. it is an, a hilarious addition and i i like it in leverage and i like it a lot in leverage because it fits the vibe I just love the it idea. It adds so much to like the the uh, atmosphere of the episode. I think I just love the idea that someone is sitting there watching the finalized episode in post, and it's yeah. just like, yeah, this works, and then is like, hit send out into the world. I'm like, that's the dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen. Every week we watch Supernatural, and I think the same <laughs> yeah, I know. goddamn thing, <laughs> and that is the sound design on this piece is trash. My issue with Supernatural is it doesn't fit the episode i'm like nah man like to be fair i don't think this fits this either i think it's just bad like it sounds like evil church organs oh see nah i think like the vibe of leverage is just because it takes itself so much less seriously like the lighting and the direction and like you've also got to remember this piece of music exists in the same episode as fiery bloody flashback elliot so you know they're not taking themselves seriously. That's true. It's funny actually that you say that because I think there are moments where it does try to take itself seriously yeah. and they're also bad. Yeah. Like that whole fucking montage of Nate and his like son dying, yeah. which should by all rights be a tragic... Yeah. M- it's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. It's... <laughs> it's bad i forgive leverage for their really over-the-top cheesy music choices and sound design choices because by and large like 90 percent of the rest of the show does not take itself that seriously like yeah and it shouldn't it is episode by episode it is setting up all these insane domino pieces that just happen to fall perfectly into place like it is a show that is kind of inherently cheesy so like 90 percent of the time it is appropriately cheesy. But then 10% of the time, it's like, oh, you try to be serious and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. My issue with Supernatural is the sound design is almost constantly cheesy. It almost constantly doesn't match up properly. But 90% of the time, the show is trying to take itself super duper seriously. Like, it's just like, 
I have more of an issue because the sound design only matches 10% of the show. You know what I mean? Whereas I can forgive leverage because 90% of the show matches the terrible sound design. Like it Are you saying Jamie, I need you to I need you to recognize that what you just said is that the show matches the terrible sound design yeah. 90% of the time. Yeah. By proxy, you're just saying the show is terrible 90% of the time. <laughs> It is important to remember that by terrible, I don't mean like by definition, like absolutely yeah, bad. No, no one I should know. ever watch it. I know by what you terrible, mean. It's I just mean the way like, you said yeah. it. It's just, I can't not point it out. In this context, I am meaning terrible as like cheesy. cheesy. It's sort yeah. of like a No, I knew, I knew exactly what you yeah. meant. I just, I had to say it because it was sitting right yeah. there. In saying this, yeah. my last point that I had for this episode yeah. was potentially the point I was most confused mm-hmm. about. Okay. They do this this very cute thing mm-hmm. at the end where they sort of mirror the intro that I said mm-hmm. that I really liked. They put the tablecloth back mm-hmm. out and they put the things of the restaurant, right? It's very cute. I'm like, oh, we're back here again. Chef Elliot's feeding everyone at Chef the Elliot, table. Yeah, like, it's very sweet. It's very wholesome. They're like, the daughter is there. The costume designers are like, mm, we're going to put this man in sleeveless. Like, yeah. You know, and they you set up the whole thing. They, you know, it's open. They give her the keys. And they're like, oh, yeah. yay. It's all yours. Like, and, enjoy. you know, they're thrilled. And then they're like... Talk, she's talking about, oh, you know, if only Ray was here. And then they're like, well, actually. And then they show her the laptop. And it's the news broadcast yeah. about the fact that her husband's lawyers are, you know, based on the new evidence because they find out that the the mob guy yeah. was actually the murderer, blah, blah. They're, like, working to get him released. Yeah. Which is great. I'm very happy for them. However, surely the lawyers would have called her. Surely the first fucking person that mm. they're on the phone to is his wife. Yeah. How the fuck does the news know before she does? And this has already aired. It yeah. must have already aired for them to have it yeah. to show her. Otherwise, it's incredibly convenient timing. And, like, yeah. I know plot convenience is a thing, but... Uh, plot, plot, plot convenience, convenience, convenience. convenience. But uh, normally leverage is a little less glaringly obvious. With yeah. It. And so I sort of have always just assumed that they've, like, recorded it off the TV. Yeah. And then just had the clip ready to, like, play. And so I was just, that that was probably the thing that I was just most kind of yeah. confused about. It would have maybe made more sense if they had gotten there, they'd given her the keys and her phone started ringing and she yeah. picked up the phone and it's her husband calling from the prison saying, you know, I'm or even if they sat down, lawyer, they're like, know. we have some really good news and they go to tell her and her phone rings and she like answers yeah. the phone and it's the lawyers saying like, oh look, yeah. this new evidence has come or, to life. The FBI is now charging Nikki yeah. Moscone with the uh-huh, so uh-huh, we can uh-huh. appeal on these grounds. Or if the lawyer had shown up yeah. at some point, that would have made immediately ten thousand times yeah. more sense. Mm-hmm. Like that Because also like the FBI is not just calling like the news. Like no. they're not like, oh yes. <laughs> Those two guys sitting on surveillance are just like, oh, better let the local TV station know. And it would be different if the news like, reports specifically didn't mention Ray, like, yeah. Ray's lawyers. Like, they can mention Ray. They can be like, look, Nicky Moscone was arrested. He's now being charged on this murder, which was previously thought to have been committed by da 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 Yeah, yeah, You know, we reached out, but he has yet to comment or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But His lawyers like, are yet to comment. But then, like, and all they would have had to... And then, like, if her phone started ringing or something, or, like, if... They had said to her, like, their lawyers are going to contact you tomorrow. Like, you know, take this as a win for tonight and just know that tomorrow we're going to get this ball rolling. Like, it's so much more sense. Yeah. So much more sense. Yeah. Anyway, that was my last little, like, grievance, I think. And it's not, to be fair, it's... And here's something you say to me all the time. It's just for the happy shot. Like, you, you know, like, you say it to me all the time where you're like, Jamie, they just did it because it looks better... As a TV show. Yeah. Like, yeah. Plot, plot, plot. Convenience, convenience, convenience. 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 Like, yeah. we recognise that this is not reality. Yeah. Like, you know, I get that. We're not out here being like, oh, yes, this is and exactly what And I never claimed happen. that leverage was immune to having <laughs> yeah. plot convenience moments. Just that they're normally less glaringly obvious. Um, anywho. Yes, no, I think that was the last little bit that I wanted to to bring up. Nothing else for today? I don't think so. Okay, so if that's all you have to bring up for today, let's move on to what would you rate this week's episode out of five? Mm, 
I think I'm going to give it a 2.5. Yeah. My reasoning being, like I said at the top of the episode, two points immediately gone just because yeah. I hate Nate. Yeah, you would give it like a three and a half, but it's like you can't He's, give it more than a three because Nate's obnoxious as him. fucking shit. And I'm starting to think I might have to, in future, if he stays this fucking annoying, mm. I may have to scale my ratings. Yeah. Because otherwise they're just going to stay low. And yeah. like, that's not really fair. It's not like as much of a fair rating because yeah. it's like, I'll just keep docking two points every time I hate him, which is going to be forever. So, um, he does get less annoying, I think. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, well, we'll I don't, in my opinion, he doesn't start to get less annoying until like the second season. Okay. Like, well, it's I'm like my... the, the finale of the first season that I started to actually like enjoy him as a character. Yeah. Cause I do think he's, he's very annoying in okay. this first season. In that and case... I do think some episodes are worse for him being annoying than others. And I do think the second half of the season does start to get better okay. of him not just being an arrogant asshole the entire yeah. fucking time. Yeah, no, but between him just being an actual asshole, him ruining the couple's wedding yeah. with his fucking horrible secondhand embarrassment where I literally had to stop watching. I just fuck that dude. So I two points off for him. The other half a point is just generally there are things that I think could have been done better and like obviously like we've talked about a couple of like the things that either didn't make sense like Parker being the tailor or like the fucking church organ noise and the dramatic zoom and like Mm. just these little bits and pieces where I'm like this is it's just a little bit too much like I I actually quite like the kind of cheesy like I really love shows like Gallivant you know where it's like 100% just silly yeah and it knows what it is yeah and I love that. Same mm. with like Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like yeah. a lot of the time, it knows it's silly, yeah. or even The Good Place to an extent. Yeah. But sometimes I'm just like, that was a bit too yeah. much, and it kind of got to a point where it was like it was no longer f- funny. Yeah. It just felt embarrassing. Yeah. Like, and it comes back to me not liking secondhand yeah. embarrassment as a comedic. Yeah. yeah, as a comedic avenue to explore. You're not a massive fan. I hate it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that is why I'm giving a 2.5. Okay. The next episode is called The Snow Job. Mm. What do you think it is about? Well, what I hope it's about, yeah. because I really want to see this. Yeah. I hope it is some kind of job relating to a ski resort. Yeah. Because what I want to see mm-hmm. is Parker, Hardison, and Elliot doing some kind of snow sports. Okay. Because I yeah. feel like what would happen is... Elliot, as we discussed, you know, being good at like physical, like, like literally anything. I feel like yeah, it would be awesome to see him doing something like ski or snowboarding yeah. related. I feel like Parker somehow would know how to ski from yeah. some obscure thing. I feel like Hardison's gonna fall on his ass. Yeah, and I feel like that dynamic would be very fun. Yeah, very fun. I also think Sophie just deserves like to be at a ski resort. So. I hope that there is a ski resort. It's my. You hope there's a ski resort. I really resort. hope there's a ski resort, and it's like it's snowing, and obviously that is the thing. Otherwise, I don't know. The only other thing I could think is like maybe if they're somehow snowed in somewhere, mm. but like that doesn't really make sense given what the show is about. Like if yeah. they were trapped together, yeah, it doesn't really lend itself to the yeah. you know nature of the show. So I'm um, yeah, ski resort is my hopes and dreams. So you're thinking <laughs> it, there's snow. Well, it's called the snow job. So yeah, I'm thinking that's all I have Insane to go. Insane leaps of like. <laughs> hey, I specified ski resort. Yeah, I could have. Just I guess said we'll have to snow. I guess we'll have to wait till next week to see if you are rewarded with a ski resort. I hope so. I just want Sophie to have good things, and a ski resort seems like something she would enjoy. Okay, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to us ramble for like an hour. About characterization and cheesy music choices. That was brave of you. If you want to interact with us on social medias, you can find Bethany over on Twitter at ThiefStillsPod. And I think that she just wants to know what your plans for your bachelorette or bachelor party are. Like, yes. what would you like to Like, we are both obviously team whale, team whale watching. <laughs> but, like, what what's your dream? Are you whale watching with us? Are you, ooh, dolphin watching? Ooh. Mm. Do love that. Do love that. If you'd like to interact with Jamie over on Tumblr, you can find her at Thief Steals the Podcast. And I'm sure that she would just absolutely love to know 
who your favourite side characters are, who we see for one episode and then never again, Adam and Maria style. Like, who, because honestly, we said it before, we love Adam and Maria. Like, you know, all the best to the happy couple. Yeah. <laughs> but who is your favourite? It doesn't have to be this episode. It can be any episode of Leverage because Jamie is a spoiler well, she she doesn't need to worry about being spoiler-free. Don't tell me. <laughs> I've watched the entire series, like, probably a good five or six times at this point. Like, She's a, between a, a expert. Between full rewatches and just, like, individual episode rewatches. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too much. Objectively too much. But the good thing is, with only, like, 70-odd episodes, it's not that bad. <laughs> like, there's only 80-odd leverage episodes versus, what, the 450-odd? I think it's, like... I think it's like 427. I wonder if that's right. I wonder if I know that off the top of my head. Let that's... me just do a verification. <laughs> so you're wrong. I'm wrong. How many are there? 327. Oh, fuck. You're right. Because you said 400. And I just was like, oh, yeah, 400. Yep. 300. I, oh, that's so annoying. But uh, yeah, so with significantly <laughs> less episodes of Leverage, I can rewatch them all way more often than Beth rewatches Supernatural. But I knew the 27th. That is so depressing. <laughs> and to conclude with Bethany's panic attack and existential crisis, that's all for this week. Oh. Have a lovely afternoon, evening, morning, day, noon, night, something or other. I'm sure it's a time where you are. <laughs> Bye. I'm sure it's a time where you are. Jamie, your brain. <laughs>